I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. As more and more organizations send their people back to the office, I keep running into leaders who want people to be back in the office full time, even if their specific roles and responsibilities don't require it. And for the longest time, I've been asking myself, why? Why is that the case? And just recently, a conversation with a senior leader, a C-level executive that I coach, brought the issue into much sharper focus for me. He wanted to go back to a pretty close approximation of how things were before the pandemic. He was really pining away for that reality. In fact, He was suffering in the current reality because it was not what he wanted it to be. He was grieving, grieving the way things used to be. As I heard the pain and suffering in his voice, I realized it was grief. So grieving is that deep sorrow or suffering, especially caused by someone's death. But in this case, it's the death of the organizational structure as we've known it for, oh, a hundred years or so. That's what we're grieving. Now, as I talked with this senior executive, what he told me is, he said, this is not how I see myself leading. This is not how I've envisioned it all these years. And to be fair, he's in the later quadrant of his years in corporate life. He's probably got another 10 to 15 years left as a senior leader, if that. And he said, my entire career, as I imagined it, it didn't look like this. It didn't look like me being from home some of the time and my people being home some of the time. Not only did it not look like that in his mind's eye, he didn't want it to look like that. Now, just by way of background, lest you think he is resistant to technology and all the rest, this is a senior level executive who is reasonably well-versed in all the tech and uses it quite effectively. He just doesn't want it. That's not how he's imagined his career. That's not how he's imagined and envisioned himself as a leader. Now, again, he kept saying it wasn't supposed to be this way. It wasn't supposed to be this way. And that's where I caught on to the grief because clearly I was hearing denial in his tone and in his words. Now, I do want to just make a quick distinction here. A lot of times when people talk about grief, they immediately go to the work of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And I want to point out that while her work can be very instructive, it is different than grieving. And in fact, she has even pointed this out later in her work, that what she was talking about in her most seminal work is the stages of death and dying. 
And those are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I'm going to suggest that for the purposes of our discussion today, we keep it focused more on grief rather on these stages of death and dying. But if we want to use something from her framework, we can take denial at the beginning, which is what the senior leader that I was coaching was facing. And then we can hop right down to the end of the model to acceptance, which is where I was working to get him. Because acceptance of reality is where we need to be. Now, let's just take a quick look at this topic from a macro level before I get into more of the specifics on how I coached him and the results that we got in that coaching session. Like, why is this relevant? Why is this important? Even if you're not, and especially if you're not a senior leader. Now, I think this work is incredibly important, not only for leaders, but for human resource professionals, for managers, for individual contributors, for all of us. We need to understand this phenomenon of grieving something that is different from what we want it to be, of our lack of acceptance of reality, our lack of responsibility to our current circumstances and to reality and what that yields. When we get a greater sense of this phenomenon of not being in acceptance with reality, not being in relationship with reality and understand what to do about it, it builds better leaders. It builds more resilient individuals and perhaps most importantly, It creates greater compassion when someone is approaching a situation from a stance of grieving and not acceptance of reality. So for example, it could be one of your colleagues with the return to office measures or orders or protocols is approaching it perhaps very differently than you are. And this can create a greater sense of compassion and understanding of where they are and how it's different from where you were at. So even if you're not in the C-suite, you can use the same line of thinking and these same lessons for your own personal development, your own growth, and again, perhaps most importantly, your own understanding of the similarities and differences between you and others, especially the differences. So let's get into what happened in this conversation. As our conversation went deeper, I questioned him about his beliefs because there were clearly some beliefs that were coming through in this conversation. As he articulated those beliefs, again, this is not how it was supposed to be. This is not how I saw myself as a leader. This goes counter to everything I was trained as in terms of what leadership would look like and what organizational life from the top would look like. When I pointed out to him that the pandemic has forever changed the way work life is organized and that in objecting to that, he was arguing with reality, that landed like a lead balloon with him. He had to sit with that for a bit. There was some long silence in our conversation. And I encouraged him to stop arguing with reality and stop negotiating with it but rather to take a radical acceptance of what is so. (laughs) When we argue with reality, we never win. Sometimes we prolong the inevitable, but we never win. Rather, when we embrace reality, when we take a radical acceptance of what is so in our world, in our environment, in our workplace, 
we can come to terms with it and figure out new ways of working within the confines of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. We can find new ways of working within reality. And that's where we can get some traction. So we talked about the circumstances and we talked about not arguing with reality. And so here's some of how our conversation went. I said, well, if reality is that your employees can do their work from anywhere, if reality is that you attract a more talented workforce with a work from anywhere or at least a part-time work from home policy, if reality is that only a portion of your workforce needs to be on site in order to have smooth and effective operations, well, then we need to get in radical acceptance of that reality absolute radical acceptance of that reality because you cannot control these circumstances. And that's, I think, what I mean most specifically about getting in congruence, getting in congruence with reality and not arguing with reality. These are circumstances that he could not control, that employees could do their work from anywhere, that employees could collaborate effectively using technology, that employees did not have to be in the office in order to have smooth operations and smooth delivery of their products and services. He could not control that. Now, he was trying to control that by getting people to come back into the office. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Our conversation continued and I reminded him this thing that happened that you didn't want to have happen, the pandemic. You can negotiate with yourself. You can negotiate with yourself all you want, but you can't change that reality. The world of work is forever changed as a result of the pandemic. That is reality. You want to negotiate with that? I asked him. You want to argue with that reality? That is a waste of your time and energy, and it has the potential to have grave and negative consequences for your organization. Your talent will head elsewhere in a heartbeat to find a leader who can actually deal with the reality and is grounded in that reality. That's what's going to happen if you deny the reality that is amidst us. Again, (laughs) long periods of silence in this coaching conversation, which in my mind are excellent because those long periods of conversation to me mean somebody is rethinking something. They are taking the substance of our conversation, which is often led by the Socratic method where I'm asking questions, getting people to think differently about a situation. And again, it's indicative of that deep thinking when I hear these long periods of silence 
in the conversation. Now, he came around to the idea of wanting acceptance, but he couldn't get to actual acceptance in that moment. And so we talked about that. And, you know, I reminded him that we get to choose our thinking in every single moment. We get to choose our thoughts. Now, he couldn't get himself right there in that moment to this is reality and I fully accept it. And so he said, what can I do in the meantime? He said, I think now that you've introduced this idea of being really grounded in reality and what is so, and the fact that, yes, I cannot change these things. And yes, the workplace is forever changed. And if I want to stay competitive in my market, I'm going to need to get on board with that. I get that. I understand that. I don't feel great embracing that right now. I don't feel like I want to wave that flag just yet. What can I do now to hold me over until I get to a place where I can do that? And then in that moment, I gave him what I think is one of my most brilliant pieces of coaching. (laughs) And it's this. And this is what I use all the time with myself. It's this. I told him, could you replace your current thought, which is not grounded in reality, given that you can't get to the actual reality, could you replace your current thinking with this thought? This is the way things are right now. This is the way things are right now. That leaves open the possibility to get you to a place where you are more firmly grounded in reality. It also has some level of acceptance of the fact that you are not crazy about how things are right now. That's kind of the subtext of this. This is the way things are right now. Doesn't necessarily mean this is the way I wish they were. It's just that this is the way they are right now. And he absolutely could embrace that because he said, that truly is reality. This is the way things are right now. I do have employees who want a blended work from home, work from the office balance. I do have employees, some very talented employees who want to work from home as much as possible. And I do have some employees who I happily want back in the office as much as possible. And they happily want to be back in the office as much as possible. And this, this indeed is the way things are right now, he said. So we inserted that bridge thought. We inserted that intermediary space, that liminal space. This is the way things are right now. For him to come to acceptance, radical acceptance of the right now, the what is so right now. Now, as our conversation continued, and I think especially for those of you who are maybe not in the C-suite, this is also some thinking for you to take on when you find that you are not in direct relationship with reality. I asked him to get clear on what he was missing. Now, I gave him a random list of things that were more likely to be from the C-suite, but I said, is it that you're missing standing on a stage, giving a, a talk, a town hall talk in a large auditorium in front of a great number of your employees? Or are you missing kind of holding court in a conference room or in a boardroom with people face-to-face, some of your senior leaders and advisors? Or 
Are you missing seeing people's facial expressions and hellos in the hallway and just the cordiality and the je ne sais quoi of being together? What is it that you're missing? Because once you identify what you're missing, we can get clearer on how you can replace that or find substitutes for that or simply get in relationship with reality that that is not going to happen or at least not going to happen for a while. So for the rest of us who are not in the C-suite, that's also a place for us to ask ourselves some questions, to get clear about what we're missing. Again, even if you're not in the C-suite, you can use this same line of thinking and these same lessons, whether it's in the return to office or in parenting or marriage or roommate situations or with your boss or on and on. You know, we've all lost a lot in the pandemic. We've lost lives. We've lost experiences. There have been certain rites of passage that have been lost, especially as we think of our children, whether they're school age or college age, and so much more. There's so much loss. But growth can come from loss. But we have to let loss be our teacher. And we are losing out on our growth just as this executive was losing out on his growth as a leader. We're losing out on our growth as individuals, as colleagues, as leaders, as parents, as humans, if we are not radically grounded in reality. You know, he kept saying at the beginning of our coaching session, it was better before. It was easier before. (laughs) And that's judgment. And that's negotiating with reality because that's not what is so. When we get into radical acceptance of reality, When we get grounded in that reality, again, we can come out of it stronger and better. That loss can be our teacher. Now, and I reminded him at the end of our session, what were the questions we talked about today? I said, ask yourself, what am I resisting? Now, these are questions you can use as well. What am I resisting? What part of reality am I not accepting? And once you're clear on that, ask yourself, what are the actual circumstances? And then what is within my control? (laughs) And I'll give you a big hint here, my friends, your thoughts, your attitudes, emotions, feelings, your words, and your actions, all within your control. So whatever your loss is, whether it's pandemic related or otherwise, I want to remind you as I wrap up this episode that you are not in charge of creating it all. As I reminded the senior level executive I was coaching, (laughs) and even if you are the manager, the CEO, or the chair of the board, you are not in charge of creating it all. You are dealt a set of circumstances just like the rest of us. And, you know, it's not like the pandemic It's just going to be over. I mean, maybe someday, whether it is an endemic and it's always with us in some form or fashion, or even if it entirely fades away, it is not going to be over. It has forever changed the workplace. And when we get in relationship with that reality, 
then opportunities become available. Then possibility becomes available. Then we can start to see how we might move through this more powerfully and in a way that we can grow as a result. So again, whatever your loss, whether it's pandemic related or otherwise, I wish you all the best as you come to a new and profound relationship with reality in an area where you have been denying reality. There is growth in the space between denial and acceptance, sometimes painful growth, sometimes very, very painful growth, but it is better on the acceptance side. I promise you, I guarantee it. Until next time, be well, my friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.